Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of the Rugby Muscle Podcast. This is episode 90, and we're talking all about powerlifting and rugby. Not just how you can use powerlifting to help your rugby game, but we will discuss that. Um, But also how rugby training in general can differ from powerlifting, how you can use elements of powerlifting to shape your training for your rugby, and how and why you might want to do powerlifting or rugby in the first place. Um, we are joined in this episode by the old faithful, the original, the OG, Alex Miller of Collision and Combat. He is perfect for this episode because obviously he's a former um, co-host of the Rugby Muscle Podcast, but he is also currently a high-level powerlifting coach. He coaches a few top 10 ranked females, as well as works for CrossFit London, helping out with all of their powerlifting movements as well. So a real good insight from the both of us. Hopefully you guys understand not just how powerlifting can help or why you should be doing them, but why potentially you shouldn't be doing them and why the stigma is there around squatting, benching and deadlifting in the first place. So without further ado, guys, enjoy this episode, episode 90, Powerlifting and Rugby with Alex at Collision and Combat. All right, so back once again with Alex. Um, And today we're talking about uh, powerlifting and rugby. I already said this in the intro, so let's not waste too much time. Alex, how's it going, mate? Yeah, good, man. You know the irony of saying let's not waste too much time? And then um, I go ahead and delay and stall this podcast whilst I try and load up the fact of the week tune. Mm-hmm. I just did it, but it was too quiet. Let's try that again. We're off to a good start today, fellas. All right, Alex. It's time for fact of the week. I love that theme tune. Um, okay. The creators of Mario um, only gave him a moustache because it was easier than drawing a face in the pixels available. Really? Yeah. It was easier just to make a black block? Yeah. Hell yeah. That, that my friend, is an interesting fact. I don't have the tune to say that, but whatever. <laughs> Sweet. Interesting fact. Awesome stuff, mate. And today we're going to talk about powerlifting and rugby. So I guess, why are you the dude that's on hit this podcast for powerlifting and rugby, mate? Uh, you don't know any other powerlifting coaches? Correct. Are you a powerlifting coach? Yeah, the majority of the work I do is, is powerlifting. So let's talk about the people that you've worked with. Um, currently, I've got... Uh, Four girls in the top 20 in the world um, in different weight classes. This year, well, last year, I guess now, specifically, um, I girls competing in world championships, regular record breakers, USA nationals. What about Um, yourself? What are your lifts? uh, My lifts? Yeah, they're okay. Tell Um, me them. Currently ranked, uh, it doesn't sound as impressive as it could be. I'm currently ranked 348 in the world. No, that doesn't sound great. Tell me the numbers, then then that will sound great. Oh, okay. Um, just came up on a 300 kilo deadlift, 250 squats, and um, I'm at one generous 147 bench. Hey, I that's bench. not bad. No, my bench fucking sucks, man. My yeah. bench is like less than half my deadlift. 
It's all good. All right. So, yeah. So you're in a good position to talk about powerlifting and rugby, mate. Sounds like. Yeah, and I can. Yeah, I pick things up. Which is which is actually very. Uh, it's good that you're on because I didn't want to do this and sort of knock it. Or you know, it's good to have people that are sort of in that sport to defend that sport. And I'm going to try and do this with Speedy. Try and do it with a few strong men. And uh, yeah, I'm going to try and sit like. Because we've done it before about like we've done other sports for rugby, but we've mm-hmm. never really looked at them in detail and said, right, why is this specifically good or why is this specifically like what have you got to be careful of if this is what you want to do? So uh, we're kicking this off with powerlifting and rugby because um, for the most part, like when people get into the gym, yeah, like bodybuilding obviously is a thing, but once you really prioritize strength, you inevitably get led to the big three you probably inevitably get led to Mark Bell Super Training Gym and figure out figure that you've got to do, you know, you get your strongest bench, deadlift, and squat, and um, um, that might persuade people to end up competing in powerlifting. But it will always put a bit of a focus on there, and so we think it's something that people need to consider. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a huge bias in the strength community towards powerlifts. Yeah. Because it's a sport, and and we'll get into that. Um, we'll get all into it. But first thing that we have to point out here is that powerlifting, I just said it, is a sport, as is rugby. So um, right off the bat, you've got to understand that you're 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 if you if you want to go down this route and you want to do powerlifting program and you want to do rugby, understand that like then technically you are competing or you're training for two different sports at the same time. And when you look at high, high, high level athletes, rarely do you see that. So, um, never now. No, maybe, maybe a hundred years ago, maybe sunny bill, I think, but I mean, you can't compare sunny bill to other regular humans. So no, no other humans. He he, like, yeah, he, he wasn't a good enough boxer to uh, play, play from sports. But you, yeah, so understand that there's two different sports. So already off the bat, it's not, you know, I'm doing powerlifting because it's definitely going to help my rugby. You're doing powerlifting and you're doing rugby. So um, that's, that's our first point that we wanted to make. And then to sort of counteract that, people will always say for sure that getting stronger has it's it's always you know it's never a bad thing getting stronger the process of getting stronger or the other things that you do to get strong could be but get there's nothing ever going to be wrong with getting stronger so let's go back to Sonny B. Williams for a second Sonny B. Williams um did not have well firstly I've got a better bench press than Sonny B. Williams I am not a better rugby player than Sonny B. Williams are you not I mean I know it sounds crazy to you mate but yeah I thought you were good. Part of the best. Oh, you're I'm just not part. as good as the one of the best players of all time, and just yeah. th- just a freak of all freaks. Uh, um, the point is that he didn't have the best bench press in the team either. He had one of the lowest bench presses in the team. Yeah, move uh, one forty kilo faster than anyone else. Yeah, so his ability to accelerate the strength he had was highest, which is kind of a key factor there. Yeah, so so what we're saying is, get whilst getting stronger is never a bad thing, it's definitely far from the only thing if you're talking about rugby. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. 
Um, and so that's where a lot of people already like get a bit confused is, you know, and actually a lot of people, like most people, um, most rugby players that I'll take on, I'll have them lift a lot less or I'll have them not focus on too much strength development a lot of the time because they're, you know, if they've listened to the podcast or if they follow me on Instagram and then they've reached out and they said, actually, TJ, I need you to help me become a better rugby player. They probably have already put in a good deal of strength work and they're as strong as they really need to be uh, to be the best player in, in the current state that they're in. That's not to say that, you know, time down the line, they might actually have to put on a lot more strength to enable more power, etc. But, um, where if you look at them as a as a player as a whole, strength is never usually the the uh, the oh, thing that's exactly. the thing that needs to be worked on for people that reach out to me and probably you that listen to this. Yeah, I agree with that. But you know, if you want to get stronger, if you think that is important to you, then powerlifting is a great way to do that. Um, but. Again, like it's a good way to do that and sort of be like because there's a lot of powerlifting um, programs out there that you can you can take and you can sort of apply. But what we also wanted to think about is powerlifting is uh, a competition of your squat first, right? Do you squat first? Yeah, you squat and then you bench and then you deadlift and you get three lifts. Uh, or no, yeah, three lifts. Of yeah, each. Three attempts at each lift, yeah. Three attempts at each lift. I don't know why I drew a blank now. I wasn't sure if it was different to Olympic weightlifting. You get three attempts at each lift to post up as much weight as you can. Um, that's a sport. That's the competition of it. And you can't say, oh, I'm doing powerlifting, except I'm doing bench. It's except instead of doing bench, I'm doing uh, overhead press, right? Because then you're not doing powerlifting. You're doing something else. Yeah, you're making sure. And so um, that brings around the question of, yeah, you need to get stronger. Yeah, you need to have good structures. You lift. All of that can be done through powerlifting. That's great. But as a rugby player, do you have to squat, bench, or deadlift? No, not at all. Um, no. And and why might you consider doing other things other than squat, bench, or deadlift? Beats you the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. But it's really demanding in your body. So let's go through that. So one of the pros of the the big three, as they're called, is that they are massive compound lifts meaning you can pretty much shift the most weight with these three lifts more so than any other standard classic lift um and therefore you're gonna get a lot of bang for your buck with each movement but as alex alluded to because these movements are so you know, there's such a big, comp- you, you know, such a big compound movement. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stress going through the body. That's great in terms of, you know, getting a little bit, getting stronger and making those adaptations. But it's not so great in terms of having you feel great for the next few days or having you feel great in the long run if you're just doing lots of bench, squat, deadlift for months on end and playing rugby on top of that. Yeah, just like the positions in powerlifting don't lend themselves to the positions in rugby. For example, if you are consistently tackling and consistently hitting rugs or scummaging, mm-hmm. shoulders take a beating. Okay? Um, and that beating may result in you having to increase the stability around the shoulder joint, right? Yeah. Increasing stability around the shoulder joint without a concurrent 
um, increases in mobility or the ability to control the movement through range of motion will stop you guessing in a position for a squat, for example. Yes. So you end up then putting extra torque, like maybe through the elbow, you end up this this flare up, like a golfer's elbow or something, or a tennis elbow. Um, whereas if you're using something, a different variation of a squat, yep. where maybe there isn't that demand on the shoulder, you can avoid that completely. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's just one example of things in rugby that put a stress on the body and then things in powerlifting that add to that stress rather than assist with alleviating that stress almost either in the short term or the long term. Yeah. Uh, but that's not saying like you shouldn't back squat if you're rugby fair. No, we're just saying that there, these are th- like, and, and there's no black and white advice going to come from this podcast at all. Really? We're going to give a lot of things that you need to consider. Yeah. Yeah, being grown up, making good choices. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we've talked about the stress and the the essentially like the stress that you get from the power lifts. Let's talk a little bit about the um, the technique that's involved as well. In the lifts. Yeah, and so like, like, would you be better served technically to do other lifts, and why? Or why is squatting, benching, and deadlifting potentially superior to other ones from a technique standpoint you get my point quite a complicated question yes so, mate. that's why we're doing a podcast on it so what bench deadlift is a sports skill it's the same way of saying um if you want to get good at sprinting you've got to practice sprinting if you want to get good at scrummaging you've got to practice scrummaging if you want to get good at passing you've got to practice passing right that being said there's research on uh, movement interference yep. with um, um, improve movement quality chronically but decrease it acutely. So what I mean by that is if you can get good at a squat pattern, no matter what the squat is, over time it will improve your body's ability to, to squat. Um, but you will take a, a hit in that. Um, it'd be like um, passing with a weighted ball. And then passing with a lighter ball. Yeah. Like acutely, it will really fuck up your passing. But over time. Over time, you'll just learn to adapt to a lot more stimulus. Yeah. Uh, actually, with passing, I probably would avoid that altogether. But yeah, I get the point. So doing squats, like if you can get technically good at squats and deadlifts, like you're, you can really improve your technique and move really efficiently at each of those lifts, <laughs> you you probably will increase your movement quality in other areas of life. Like you should be able to, so long as you're not completely systemically fatigued or, or beaten up the whole time. Like that's the point you're trying to make. Am I, am I right in saying that? Um, I'm saying that you don't have to squat bench deadlift in a traditional sense to be an efficient mover. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you can use those as tools to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, and so where you'd come at that from a rugby player standpoint from the opposite direction is you would argue, well, if I don't need to squat, if I can improve my movement from squatting, benching and deadlifting, 
Can I also improve my movement from doing really heavy sled pushes or really heavy sled drags or maybe split squats or step ups or something that or you know scrum um, hold or just scrumming scrummaging just doing a bunch of that like is that not going to also still make me a better mover but also in a specific sense have me a little bit better of my of my skills on rugby pitch Yeah I'd argue that's probably feasible Yeah and so there's that, but at the same time, then also you got a question. Uh, what is what what is? And I, I guess we should have probably said this from the start, right? But what is your whole goal here? Like, are you trying to be the best possible rugby player, um, or are you trying to be a rugby player that's strong, that's jacked, that has fun in the gym? Because remember, in the the previous podcast, we spoke about how having fun is important for the long-term adherence in terms of building a good body or becoming a good rugby player, enjoying your workouts is really important. So, you know, there's a lot of give and take. And if I'm honest, like, that's exactly why I'm doing back squats right now is because um, I'm just, I want to have fun. And I know that they are, like, it's it's fun to do, especially my training partner. Like, it's it's fun to go in the gym and try and really squat heavy even though it is a drag. So I don't do it a lot when I'm on my own or I never did it a lot when I was just training on my own. But now mm-hmm. I'm getting back to it. It's just going to make training more fun for me again. Yeah, there's a good reason to do it. I mean, everything you said about the sled drags and the split squats and stuff, I think is totally applicable for players and a really good idea. Like maybe focus on those for your strength. Yeah. But if you enjoy a heavy back squat, don't do a heavy back squat. Yeah. But at the same time, and I like, this is the last point I'll make on the, the technique thing, is that also think about, we spoke about how, you know, really learning a good back squat technique or, or just learning back squat technique and deadlift technique, bench press technique, all that's important. But also understand that if you're coming this from like a pure or coming at this from a pure powerlifting standpoint, um, you know, you can be incredibly technical with your squat. And you can also be incredibly technical with your bench press and your deadlift. And you can add pounds to your total without actually getting any stronger, but just by really improving your technique, mm-hmm. which could potentially leave holes in you as a well-rounded athlete because you're just honing in your technique to back squat or to deadlift yeah. or to yeah, bench press. And guys, actually, who build this incredible arch when they're bench pressing. Yeah. And that's a sport skill. Yeah, and that's it, a sport of powerlifting. Yeah, it's going to give sport. you no benefit in rugby. No, in fact, it will take away from rugby because yep. you'll, you'll have a less stable kind of position to hold. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's almost worth. Uh, and actually, I've 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 done this. I've had phases of training where I've made sure that bench press technique was kind of loose, kind of poor, to improve, um, or to have that adaptation, in, you know, be more applicable to the rugby pitch. Like I've said, let's not bench press like powerlifters. Let's bench press like someone that just wants to move this bench as hard as they can or, or move this uh, barbell as hard as they can like they're you know, on a rugby pitch and fending someone off. Well, here's another way of looking at that. Okay, Bench press like a powerlifter in terms of making sure your joint centration is good and making sure your shoulders are in the right place. Your yeah, are making sure you're nice and stable. Yeah, and then address the issues that come along with that. Yeah. Separately, so it might be that on top of doing like a quality bench press and looking at that stability in the shoulders around the bench press, you also and that arch, 
Yeah. That's what that's what creates that. That arch creates a, a bridge of force from the feet to the shoulders, where you create a stability that way, rather than creating stability through, um, no, rather than just staying tight. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know. I the rest just that, that lack of um, rugby stability by doing some specific drills outside of that being whatever you happen to want to do. If you want to be doing some like anti kind of work or core work or whatever happens to be carries or whatnot. Beautiful. Good shit. Good stuff. Um, and then the last thing I, I've got down here or I've thought about for like, do you really have to do squat bench deadlift is um, the time the time it takes to well first off if you go to any gym like any commercial gym there's probably only two squat racks in the whole of the gym no matter how big it is like gyms usually start off with a squat rack they get a little bit bigger they'll have two squat racks but they'll never go past three no matter how big they get they just get uh, like they get they get seven different arm machines and seven different literally or literally five different preacher curl stations, but they won't add another squat rack. So that can make it really difficult if three times a week or even once a week that you have to make sure that you're going on to the, um, the squat rack to do back squats or whatever, that like you can't do that elsewhere. And then that can take away from your session. Whereas if you're doing split squats, step ups, sled drags, those sorts of things, usually that will be a lot easier and less time consuming for you to do. Agree? Yeah, well, we, they're less common. You, you see a lot less people doing like step ups because they're really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, then you would see someone doing like, a squat. Yeah, beautiful. Um, anything else on that? Um, to move on? I don't really know what the question was. It, was. it was just saying about, it's just saying that sometimes doing, if you're focused on pa- the power lifts, it's just a lot more time-consuming than if you were to do alternatives. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, there'd be a lot more competition. Yeah, and and time-consuming like systemically. Like if you were just doing, if you were doing split squats, no matter how much they suck, like it just doesn't take the, the five minutes that you need of rest that you would do for a back squat, plus the amount of warm-ups that you would need to do for a back squat and a deadlift. Like that <laughs> all adds into a lot of time that you need to be putting in. It's interesting you say that about systemic fatigue from a squat because for the last month, just over a month, these two months actually, my powerlifters have been doing no squatting with a barbell. Mm-hmm. They've been doing uh, split squats um, uh, tempo. Yeah. Just use that uh, fatigue from uh, heavy squatting. They came off the back of a, a month long testing block basically and to start getting rid of that fatigue. You start split squatting because it's so much less taxing on the torso. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And that that then helps you get in more volume. And actually, that's sort of the next point. So um, where, where I see another negative of doing powerlifting and rugby is all of the other work that you could possibly do that could get taken away from performing the powerlifts. So that's more in reference... I mean, at the minute we're talking about just different lifts and different movements that you can do that allow, like essentially you, you'll be able to get quite a bit more volume without the fatigue. If you just cut out squatting and or back squatting and deadlifting for sure. Yeah. Um, 
in terms of how much work you need to do for powerlifting, uh, we'd usually start out at somewhere around like 80 reps a week. You're right. Does that, that make sense? Yeah. Per body part, per um, muscle. Yeah. Um, if you look at Cody's work, uh, Cody's at Warbin. He's one of the professors there. He likes his lifters to, and this is fucking ridiculous, by the way, to work up to um, just about 60 sets per body part per week. I know, right? Um, I actually was discussing this with him today <laughs> as it happened. Um, but, like, if you're doing 60 sets of squats a week, then you're not doing a lot of rugby specific work, or at least yeah. And I guess this, yeah, I mean, this, this ties in, yeah, this is, so this is where it becomes important that you understand that by doing powerlifting and rugby, you're, you're becoming a dual sport athlete, not, um, not using one method to increase the other. Like if you're doing, if you're doing powerlifting, like you're pursuing that properly, then that, then there's never really going to be stuff that you have to do for powerlifting that takes away from extra stuff or, or just, just takes up extra time that could be used doing other stuff for rugby. Um, yeah. And that can either be extra fatiguing or not. You know, you can do lots of technical stuff, but if you're trying to be the best rugby player, like again, we say this like, or we used to say this, especially on the old episodes, Spend a lot more time just fucking passing. Practice your pass better. Like, there's lots of stuff that you can do that's really going to improve your game, but um, isn't isn't traditional gym work, and people always overlook it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And also the fatigue that's caused from, you know, it, like, it's it would be very difficult to get in some real top-end strength work with your squat bench and your deadlift and still find a time to do some quality sprints and still find it, especially in season. Like, yeah, good luck doing that. Off-season, it's probably difficult enough as well. So it's trying to balance out that. Um, and also not just time in the week, but time in the year. Um, like if you're still, if you're, if, if as soon as you've finished, your rugby season, you're like, cool, now it's time that I can really focus on my power lifts. Then you got to take a step back and understand that, like, well, what do you need to improve at as a rugby player? Is it necessarily even strength? Like, could you use this time to really hammer home, like, a massive speed block and put emphasis on that? Would that be a better idea? Yeah, well, I think that's actually really depends on the person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, whereas if you're, look, but if you're looking at it from a powerlifting lens... Like you're saying, I do. I'm a powerlifter and a rugby player. Then oh, yeah. there's certain adaptations that you'll need as a rugby player that you're pretty much almost guaranteeing yourself to to miss out on if you're focusing on powerlifting like yeah, year round. You powerlifter, your rugby season is basically maintenance. Yeah, your rugby season is the off season, which leaves you with what twelve weeks. <laughs> depend on the se- Depend on where you play. Yeah, but you know, not not a full year. But then there's the point is that then then when are you then then you've only got your time to improve on your lifts in when you're off season then mm-hmm. then that really does string you up like well when are you making hypertrophy gains or when are you making uh, speed gains or yeah absolutely I totally agree it's, it's a tough one to do that being said if you're playing at like a lower level yeah you can get away with that I yeah. think it's 
It depends where your priority lies, I guess. And positional quality as well. Yeah. So, like, what we're saying, I think Jeremy applies to positions which are less fast, I'm going to say. So, if we look at the qualities between a front row player or a second row player and an outside back, very different. For sure. Yeah. But, I mean, everyone needs to be fast. Everyone needs to be explosive. But to what extent? Exactly. And also, to what extent does everyone need to be strong? or All of those things. Um, yeah, and, and also, I think what you find is, like, you get a lot of props that will be powerlifters, but that's not because they've become a good prop because they've been a good powerlifter. It's because they're already strong. If they're a good prop, they're already in a good position to, or disposition to be a good powerlifter. Yeah, so therefore, probably, it goes back to the enjoyment aspect, right? Yeah. I mean, they're probably, sh- not short, but they're probably stocky. they probably got a big chest and short arms, you know? Yeah. They've probably got massive legs. They're probably built for it too. Yeah. And so then it becomes fun. And I guess this is the point that we also need to really uh, emphasize is you want to make your programming or you want to make your gym work as fun as you can. And if, if the idea that eventually you're going to step on a, a platform uh, do a squat in front of a group of people or do three squats, do three bench presses and three deadlifts and everyone is impressed by how strong you are. If you find that fun, go ahead and fucking do that. Like that's, we don't have a, an issue at all with that, but understand that if you still want to compete as a rugby player, you've got a lot of uh, management to do, I guess. Yeah, not prioritizing there. But like, and if you're if you if you go to the gym and at the minute like you're struggling to put on strength, you're you know you're struggling to really have a lot of structure, then you know potentially looking at powerlifting is a a good good place to start or it's a place to start at least. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's hard not to get stronger when the priority is to get stronger. Yeah, yeah. Like it's because it's something that's really important is really prioritizing like your goals right so if you want to look better but you're also a rugby player make sure that you understand that you want to look better like there's no shame in that and there's no there's no need to do 20 sets of uh medicine ball slams when that time could be spent um doing like bicep curls that mean more to you which again you're going to stick around and do more of because you're enjoying it and that's why you're there there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with knowing why or what your priorities are and being really really clear about that yeah i mean unless your absolute job is to play rugby then do what makes you fun as well and even if your job is to play rugby, look at Sonny Bill. Do you can still use other methods, but understand that, like, you know, look at the big scheme of things. Look at your stresses. Make sure that you're not um, just doing stuff because that's what everyone else does. Make sure you've got like sort of an idea of exactly what you want, and then you can go about doing that. Yeah. Sweet. Um, any other points that you want to add to to? Competing in powerlifting versus and competing in rugby at the same time. Yeah, just be aware that you're going to have to miss some matches if you're competing in season. Um, 
meets tend to be on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah. Um, at the higher levels, they're generally Friday, Saturday, Sunday, depending on um, international competitors. Uh, apart from that, yeah, if you look at the research on um, front squats and safety bar squats, which just came out, um, there's very little difference in benefits. So as long as you have a sports skill of a squat down, yeah, and safety bar for a lot of your training, yeah, save your shoulders a ton. So that's worth doing. Um, I don't know about the correlation between a football bar bench and a competition bench or or dumbbell bench. Or dumbbell bench. Well, I don't think a dumbbell bench would be quite the same. Or a machine bench. Yeah, I mean, uh, a football bar bench might be analogous to the safety bar. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Um, and finally, that hex bar deadlift. Like I know personally, when my hex bar deadlift gets towards that 400 kilo mark, my competition deadlift is going up. Right, I agree. But I would also hasten to add, especially with the the hex bar deadlift, more so than any other lifts, um, the power lift in general, and this includes a hex bar deadlift for sure. Probably does include a safety bar squat, although that's a lot safer. The power lifts in general are not made because they're the safest lifts or they're um, the cause of less injuries or, or, or they're superior in any special way. They're just the lifts that were picked and they probably are the lifts that you can lift the most amount of weight with, except for like leg press or, or, or something like that. Right. Powerlifting, but it used to be an overhead press and a bicep curl. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, one day a bunch of dudes got together and they decided that these were the lifts that they were going to do. So there's nothing overly special about them. So some, some of them and, and pretty much every person listening to this will have one of those three that their body just doesn't agree with. And mm-hmm. no matter what they do, I mean, they could spend years, you know, fixing the technicality or doing whatever, but they might be better off at least with one of those lifts, just removing it and replacing it with something else, whether that's a deadlift and you replace it with like a stiff leg or an, another sort of hinge pattern, or it's a squat and you place it with split squats or leg press or step ups or sled drags. You can do or pushes. You can do like these four squats or deadlifts and just have a well-rounded program that doesn't necessarily have to include squat, bench or deadlift. Yeah. Because those, like, bench press could mess up your shoulders. Deadlift, for sure, can mess up your hamstrings, back, those sorts of things. Squats, like, can do everything, you know? So just be careful and just understand that there's nothing overly special. But, again, improving your squat, bench, and deadlift is pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, we have to look at the other consideration that, let's say, when we're sprinting, we have 0.3 seconds to put force into the ground, right? I mean, you put about 30% of our max strength into the ground in that, in that time. Um, if we can if we can produce uh, 1,000 force at one point and then produce 10,000 force at another point, 30% of the higher numbers always need more force. Yeah. So there's, there's never a time where you want to be weak, but there is a limit to how strong you want to be. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Uh, and with that... Um, well, there's not a limit for how strong you want to be if you're a powerlifter, but as a rugby player, for sure. Yeah, rugby player, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We'll hold our podcast by getting to the powerlifting, but we're not going to do that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, thank you very much for listening. Go and follow, uh, yeah, to, to watch more powerlifting uh, 
expertise, I guess, in action. Just, just me deadlifting. Head on over to at, yeah, I know you never post your bench, at collision underscore and underscore combat, at tj.strength for maybe a few poorly executed, well, not poorly executed, but not, not too impressive power lifts to do or, or watch them being done by me. Um, yeah, I, and and just general infographics and advices over at tj.strength tjstrength.com, rubby-muscle.com, rubbymuscle.com, all of there. Go ahead, go to iTunes, give us a five-star review. It really, really does help, and it takes you to like 10, 10, 20 seconds, and I'll read them out on the next podcast. But for now, thank you very much for listening. Alex, any closing notes? Boom. It's not true. (laughs) See you, fellas. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed any episode of the Rugby Muscle Podcast, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and type a quick review. It takes about a minute, and it really helps us out a ton, helps grow the show, helps grow Rugby Muscle, and in turn, we will be able to give you guys the best quality content, information, and programs that we possibly can. If you're interested in any of that stuff, like the free physique nutrition video series or the TJ Strength Supplement Guide or the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, you can find them all at rugby-muscle.com or by going through my Instagram profile at tj.strength. Give me a quick follow. And until next time, guys, I've been your host as always, TJ. See you soon.